0: Disney Blues, Disney On Demand, is on the air! Now, here's
1: your host, Jonathan Johnson! Alright all of right, all you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Diz Radio, and the Diz Radio Show, and this week we continue on with our month-long celebration as we have our 7th annual Diz Radio Very Merry Christmas Celebration, full in motion and this week we continue on with all kinds of fun and to keep it the spirit of giving, the spirit of Christmas, the spirit of giving to all of those who need, we have none other than Irene Bedard stopping in here this week. Now Irene you may know as the speaking voice of Pocahontas from Pocahontas 2, Squanto A Warrior's Tale, The Mist and so much more and Irene is gonna stop in and talk about what it's like becoming Pocahontas, becoming a Disney princess that is based on a live character In history, the lasting power of the story being part of something a bit spookier with The Mist, her upcoming projects, and of course, the highly anticipated Wreck-It Ralph 2 and her part in that film. In addition, no show is complete without the D-Team, and for all the holiday cheer, the fun, we have all kinds of things to brighten your week. As you ask the questions, and Aaron has the answers, and I want to know. We have Frank bringing you inspiration with the Disney quote of the week, while Dominic is giving you the tips and tricks for your vacation in the short leash. We have Alexa here with the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort and Disneyland with Disney Parks and Five, while Chaz is taking that stroll down the Hollywood Walk with more about our very special guest here this week, Irene Bedard. Now, if you're hungry, your stomach's growling, you need those Christmas cookies, we have Trisha and Jamie in here to give you tastings in the magical munching. We also have Michael, who's going live into the parks once again to go through in Walt's footsteps. And let's not forget Randy from Disney Multimedia, who's stopping in with some holiday cheer to brighten your week with Christmas memories, recipes, and so much more. We have all kinds of news hot off the D-wire from Disney World, Disneyland, Marvel Entertainment, Stitcher Radio, Wolverine, Star Wars, Columbia Clothing Line, Disney Disney Channel, Disney Junior Cupcakes, and so much more. So before we jump into this week's show and get things rolling here, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Castle and Dreams Travel. And Castle and Dreams Travel is a 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have from dining reservations, character interactions, you name it. They're going to hold your hand and walk you through the process, treat you like family. And they have bilingual experts to help you with any language barriers that you could possibly have. Definitely check them out. Castle and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of DizRadio. So all of heads with that said, we have all kinds of holiday cheer in the wing, and yes, it is that greatest time of year, that time of giving, the time of hope, the time of fun, the time of Santa, and so many other things. So let's kick off that greatest time of year for show number 202 for the week of December 7th, 2017.
2: kind of feeling.
3: This is the story of one special winter in the lives of Pocahontas and the Jamestown settlers. You can read along with me in your book. You will know it is time to turn the page when you hear this sound. Let's begin now. Dear John, thanks to you, a great day has come. The food you sent finally arrived. And tonight, in honor of the occasion, we're having a feast with the Powhatans. I know what you're thinking. The supplies were supposed to arrive in December, and here it is almost March. How did we manage to get by? Now that is a story worth telling. This past fall was beautiful and made all the finer by the return of the Susan Constant with many of our families aboard. I felt so lucky to be reunited with my dear Hannah and little Rebecca. Pocahontas became fast friends with many of the new arrivals, most especially with my daughter. Rebecca took to following Pocahontas everywhere, imitating everything she did. Pocahontas was very good-natured about it and used the opportunity to learn more English. She became so good at English that Chief Powerton would rely on her when dealing with the settlers.
4: Hello, my name is Irene Bedard, the speaking voice of Disney's Pocahontas, and you are listening to Diz Radio. Chris Chris kringle with a
5: tinglinglinglingle
6: has started on his merry way. Chris, Chris, Kringle, with a tingle, ingle, ingle, has a brand new reindeer-driven sleigh. It's filled with toys for girls and boys and things you youngsters like to see. There's gifts for pop and gifts for mom. To spread around your Christmas tree. Chris, crisp, Kringle, with a tingle, lingle, lingle, has worked so hard throughout the year. He'll soon be here with a tingle, lingle, lingle, to bring us all some Christmas cheer. So hang your stocking by the fireplace. And down the chimney with a smiling face will come Criss, Criss, Kringle With a tingle, lingle, lingle With a tingle, lingle, 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 ling Criss, Criss, Kringle With a tingle, lingle, lingle has started on his merry way. Chris, Chris, Kringle, with a tingle, ingle, ingle, has a brand new reindeer driven sleigh. It's filled with toys for girls and boys, and things you youngsters like to see. Why, there's gifts for Pop, and there's gifts for Mom. To spread around your Christmas tree Chris, Chris, Gringle, With a tingling, lingle Has worked so hard throughout the year And he'll soon be here With a tingle tingling, lingle To bring us all some Christmas cheer So hang your stocking By the fireplace down the chimney with a smiling face we'll come crisp, crisp, cringle with a tingling-ling-lingle with a tingling ling <laughs> ling ling
0: Ha! Merry Christmas! Hey D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand.
2: Wow, it's Wow, and now it's Finally too bright.
0: Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney.
2: Carrie, Carrie McKean. It's like Carrie only with a K instead of a C and an A instead of an E and only one R and an I instead of an I.
0: It's Disney On Demand.
2: Well, it started out like any normal sitting gig. You know, with the reassuring of the parent and all.
0: Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson.
2: I just wish I could forget the
5: whole thing.
1: You will, kid. You will. All right, all of you D-Heads, so I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 202 for the week of December 7th, 2017. As we have all kinds of fun on the horizon, we are continuing on with our very Merry Christmas celebration. We have Irene Bedard, yes, the speaking voice of Pocahontas, stopping in here very soon to celebrate the spirit of giving with us. And we have the D team, like I mentioned, with Aaron, Frank, Dominic, Alexa, Chaz, Trisha, Jamie, Michael, and Randy all stopping in here this week and all kinds of fun and yes there is a lot of things going on in fact in our household we celebrate Saint Nick so we are getting ready for Saint Nick but a little more about that a little bit later in the show. But before I jump into the news that we have hot off the D-Wire, first and foremost, I want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And you can always visit DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. Dot com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com Diz Radio Show. That's D I Z Radio S H O W. You can also find us all over Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney Blue, and that's B L U, Diz Radio, D I Z Radio, or Disney On Demand, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, different, quirky, I guess magical, Christmassy, this kind of month, Disney show. And remember, if you want to stay connected instantly, you just can't wait. You need the magic in your ears. You want the Christmas cheer. You want the holiday fun. All you got to do is go to iTunes and Stitcher Radio, search Disney Blue, Diz Radio, or Disney On Demand, and hit subscribe. It is that easy. And there you can get the latest shows as they get released on your mobile device, your Android, your iPhone, your tablet, you name it. All you have to do is hit that subscribe button and get the latest shows as they get released. And if you can't remember all of this, or any of it, or anything at all, just go to dizradio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com, you can find all these links there as well. All right, that is out of the way. It is time to jump into that news hot off the D-Wire, because we do have a lot of news going on here this week. But first, let's jump into something that everybody loves, and how about Donations? How about doing things for a good cause? A charitable cause, especially at this time of the year. So many different things. And how about the Make-A-Wish Foundation? That is something everybody loves. And Disney Parks and Make-A-Wish are inviting fans to share your ears and help share the joy this holiday season once again. Now building on the success of 2016's global campaign, Disney fans and Make-A-Wish once again are looking to share the joy this holiday season and they can once again join in in Disney Park's Share Your Ears to help make wishes come true for children all around the world with critical illnesses. Now, Disney and Make-A-Wish fans, if you're not privy to what this was last year, around the world they can make a difference by unlocking a donation with a simple photo and hashtag. And this can be done everywhere, not just in the Disney parks. Now, Disney parks will donate $5 to Make-A-Wish, up to a total of $1,000,000. For each photo taken and shared featuring Mickey Mouse ears, or any creative ears at all, all you have to do is hashtag share your ears. Now, photos can be uploaded to Facebook, Facebook, twitter instagram and more between now and december 25th of 2017 now when they say creative ears that means anything use your fists put them up you know just put them over your head like mickey ears or maybe you cut some out maybe you don't have mickey mouse ears you know what make some different ways that you can be creative and show your mickey ears and do that hashtag share your ears five dollars up to a million dollars Now, Bob Chapek, chairman of Walt Disney Parks and Resorts, has said, We love to make magic every day at Walt Disney Parks and Resorts across the world. It's especially meaningful when we get to work with Make-A-Wish to bring happiness to people when they need it most. Last year, we were thrilled that millions of fans joined us for support, and now this year, we're excited to do it once again. Now, there are a lot of great things, like I said, good ways to get involved, so many different things, and so far, nearly 9,000 Disney-related wishes are granted worldwide every day single year. This includes everything from Disney theme parks, voyages on Disney cruise lines, meeting with Disney characters, visits to television sets and movie sets, and so much more. These are ways for children that are in critical condition to have those one lasting moments, those lasting magic, the lasting memories. And now all you have to do is share your ears. If you want more information about this, we have a full write-up on our website at disradio.com or you can go to shareyourears.org. Now moving along here, let's get into something that's a little bit more for the sweet tooth and maybe you'd like some free cupcakes for a year. Well, Sprinkles is giving free cupcakes for a year leading up to National Cupcake Day. Now, this is something that everybody loves, and Sprinkles, who you all know from Disney Springs and Downtown Disney at Disneyland, well, Sprinkles, the world's first cupcake bakery, is launching a National Cupcake Day promotion that kicked off this last week on December 1st, giving away free cupcakes for one year to one lucky customer in each of its 24 bakeries nationwide. Now, winners will be contacted on December 14th for National Cupcake Day on December 15th. Now, to enter, customers must be a member or sign up for the Sprinkles Perks Program, and you must purchase at any of the Sprinkles bakeries from December 1st through the 12th. Now, each in-bakery purchase will count as a different entry, so guests will have plenty of chances and reasons to stock up for all of their tasty treats and to continue on, I guess, purchasing them, getting in there because you want these tasty treats. Now, you can find other locations, like I mentioned, at Downtown Disney, Disney Springs, Glendale, as well as, Uh, downtown Los Angeles, Chicago, Las Vegas. They're all over the place. Now, National Cupcake Day is on December 15th, and this is going to be fun. And, of course, the first 50 customers in line on National Cupcake Day at each of its bakeries are going to receive a free limited edition Strawberry Sprinkles Cupcake. If you want to find out more about this, just go to sprinkles.com, or maybe you want to order one and get some orders in and get entered as well. Just go to order at sprinkles.com. Now, continuing on with All different things that are great for education, right? You went from sweet tooths to parks, and how how about just something better, like something reading? And how about Hoopla Digital unveiling all new dynamic e-readers for picture books and read-alongs, including Coco and Olaf's Frozen Adventure. Yes, Hoopla Digital, the category creating mobile and online services for public libraries, unveiled an all-new dynamic reader that is a new e-reader with specialized features to present picture books and read-alongs. Now, the new e-reader showcases content from Disney, HarperCollins, Lerner, Charles Bridge Britannica, and so many others, including Pete the Cat, Fancy Nancy, and read-alongs like Olaf's Frozen Adventure and Disney Pixar's Coco, which are also available in English and Spanish. Now, picture books on Hoopla Digital maintain the exact layout and graphics and text intended by the publisher, regardless of viewing on the screen. That is a game-changer, so it's not going to distort it or make it look bad. No matter what device you're on, it's going to look just like the book that the publisher wanted you to have. This is a great thing. Now, the Senior Vice President and Director of Digital Business and Development, Adam Silverman, said we are excited to add many of these titles to Hoopla's catalog. This is a new way to engage a new generation of young readers to discover, enjoy, many authors and titles as they were meant to be experienced. Now, Hoopla Digital also partners with more than 1,600 public libraries throughout systems around North America and more. So this is great. So many different things, ways to interact, and of course, ways to get people wanting to read again. Maybe they're not going to pick up a book. This is a way to interact and do it. Now, when you're reading a book, it can take you to places far, wide, all different areas. And how about a galaxy far, far away? Yes, you know I'm going into something Star Wars with a lead-in like that. Well, Columbia Sportswear has launched an all-new collection inspired by Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back. And I love these things. They are fantastic. Yes, Columbia Sportswear unveiled three limited edition jackets inspired by the iconic characters in Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back. Now, the officially licensed collection will be available in limited quantities on Columbia.com slash Star Wars and at Columbia's brand retail locations throughout the United States and other countries beginning tomorrow on December 8th. Now, inspired by the costumes worn by Han Solo, Princess Leia, and Luke Skywalker, the collection is named after the Rebels' secret base on planet Hoth. In developing the Echo Base collection, as they're putting it, Columbia's designers worked closely with Lucasfilm, and the archives team to capture and incorporate the smallest details of the original jackets worn in the classic film. Now, these are fantastic. Like I said, they have the Leia Organa Echo Base jacket, the Luke Skywalker Echo Base jacket, and the Han Solo Echo Base parka. And these look just like the ones that they were wearing in the film. I mean, they look warm, they look good, and I love the little details. Inside, you know, you open up the flap, it says warmer than a tauntaun or uh, you know it has the star wars echo Base collection tags inside the only downfall is they are a little pricey so get ready to shell out which one would you want would you want han luke i mean han looks the most stylish so you could wear it and people wouldn't think you're just a star wars nerd but luke's looks pretty slick as well i don't know i'm, I'm up in arms but i also love the little hints as, as they have the rebel logos on the cuffs of the jackets as well so if you want to find out more about this get your order in It's going to be awesome. And, of course, you can go to Columbia.com slash Star Wars, and these are going to be really good because the Han Solo collection is really, really expensive, but this is an endeavor to actually add for many different things. Yes, 100% of the proceeds from the sale of the Han Solo parkas are going to Conservation International. So maybe that's an incentive for you to want to go through and actually go ahead and purchase one of these coats as well. Now, before I continue on talking so long here, we have so many different things going on here on the show, and I don't want to just keep rambling on with news. Let's get into something a little bit more, and how about X-Men, Wolverine, and many others, as Disney has now officially closed the deal, from what everyone said. After weeks it has broken out that Disney was going to talk with Fox to acquire... CNBC has reported just today that Disney and Fox have finalized Disney's purchase of numerous Fox assets, including 20th Century Fox Movie Studio, which means Disney will now officially own most of Marvel Cinematic Universe, including Avengers, X-Men, and Deadpool, just to name a few, including Fantastic Four. Now, it was earlier reported that Disney was not the only studio that was in talks regarding this acquisition. But this is a game changer, a moneymaker for Disney. I mean, those are huge titles to bring the Marvel Cinematic Universe together, as well as many other properties. If they are purchasing 20th Century Fox, just think of all the films that are going to fall under the Disney umbrella. This is huge. Now, the estimated value of the deal is about $60 billion. And this doesn't include Fox Sports or other new assets. So this is kind of crazy, kind of big. But, come on, if we can maybe get the Fantastic Four and X-Men wrapped up with the Avengers and many other things, it could be pretty exciting. And maybe we'll see that 20th Century Fox logo back in front of many of the Star Wars films. That would be a nice addition. So, all of you, heads with that said, I'm going to wrap up news here. There is more news. There's a lot of things on the horizon, including an audio radio drama from Stitcher where they're doing Marvel's Wolverine and many other things. But you know what? I'm going to leave it at that, because we have so many different things going on here this week. We're continuing on with our 7th annual Very Merry Christmas Celebration. We have more coming from the D-Team. We also have Irene Bedard, the speaking voice of Pocahontas, stopping in here, and all kinds of fun. Now, I did mention that St. Nick came for my children. Now, you're like, what the heck? St. Nick? Well, yes. I live in Wisconsin, and if you live in Wisconsin, Ohio, Virginia, uh, Texas, a couple other places... We celebrate St. Nick this week, yes, on the eve of December 5th. So on December 6th, when children wake up, you either leave your shoes outside of your room or a stocking hanging by a fireplace, St. Nick pops in and leaves you some sugary goodies, some candy canes, some chocolatey treats, maybe a small tiny gift, and it's like his way of popping in and just making sure that you're being good throughout the season in time for Santa. It is a fun tradition. If you're confused as to what I'm doing, or maybe you want to bring it to your part of the country... Definitely a tradition that has been going on for centuries. I mean, it has been going on for I, since I was a kid, since my parents were kids, since their parents were kids, people have been celebrating it around here as well. So look it up. Just so look it up. St. Nick. December 5th and scroll down to the United States portion and you can see how we all celebrate it and we celebrated that this last week. So with that said I'm going to release the reins here to the D team but before I do that I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Castle and Dreams Travel and Castle and Dreams Travel is 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have. From dining reservations, character interactions, you name it, they're going to hold your hand, walk you through the process and treat you like family. They have bilingual experts to help you with any language barrier that that you could possibly have as well. So definitely check them out. Castle and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all VD heads with that said, it is time to continue on with our very merry Christmas celebration as all month long, we're bringing you all kinds of fun and Christmas cheer. And since St. Nick came, we're getting ready for Kris Kringle. We're getting ready for Santa. We're getting ready for all the fun. Let's press on for show number 202 for the week of December 7th, 2017. Oh,
5: la 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 la, la 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 <tie> Het Ja, 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 ja. ja, 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 ja. Ach,
6: From each one of you. This one says, you Oh boy! And this
3: one's Louis. Nice and good. And Louis. Is it great? And this one is Donald. Oh, <laughs> and Donald.
6: To
7: Davis and her. right down the. Oh.
8: So it's Halloween night, but it's actually Christmas. So by tomorrow morning, we will have Christmas at Hollywood Studios. It is a massive park effort, it's an amazing process. Everyone working together to transform and make this a winter wonderland. We have a lot of new decor. We're gonna be putting the tree out on the island. Gertie's gonna get a hat and an ornament in her mouth and retro forties deer in the flower bed. In addition, we're going to have armatures off the lamppost that are reminiscent of the old gas signs. The most amazing thing to see is the morning the guests come
9: in when the park is decorated for Christmas
2: all four parks.
9: I mean we went from Halloween yesterday
2: to Christmas today and this was truly fantastic.
10: It's just one day it's not Christmas and the next day here it is. It's, it's all over the place. It's, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, you feel like you're ready
1: for Christmas now. You know, everything here is so different from the other parks because it's all silver and tinsel and it's, it's just really cool. It's what I think of Hollywood, you know, Hollywood Christmas would be like.
11: When Disney says it's Christmas, it's Christmas. So when their decorations are out, our decorations are out. And we love getting excited about the new holidays and it's just so
2: much fun.
0: You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know.
12: Hey D-Heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed the kickoff to our Christmas shows. I love this time of year. Me and the family are off this weekend to take our annual trip to Branson, Missouri. We're going to go to Big Cedar Lodge and to Silver Dollar City to see all the Christmas lights. It's amazing how many lights they squeeze into that park. And I hope everyone is enjoying their own holiday traditions as Christmas approaches. Well, you guys have been busy sending in questions, so let's reach into Santa Sack and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Tina Taber of South Carolina, and she writes, Diz Radio." Christmas question for you. I love the Muppets and the holiday special Muppet Family Christmas. On the DVD I own, I swear there are scenes missing from it that I vividly recall as a child, like Fozzie singing with a snowman or the Muppet Baby singing Jingle Bell Rock. Could this have been from a different Muppet special? Thank you so much and really enjoyed the start of the Very Merry Christmas shows. Well, as you longtime listeners know, I Love the Muppets. A Muppet Family Christmas was first broadcast on December 16th, 1987 on ABC. Kermit and his friends spend Christmas staging a surprise visit to Fozzie Bear's Mother's Farm. This is one of the very few Muppet productions to feature Muppets associated with all four of the major Muppet franchises as a crossover. The Muppet Show, Sesame Street, Fraggle Rock, and Muppet Babies who are seen as actual puppets here instead of animated counterparts. This special also includes an on-screen guest cameo by Jim Henson. He can be seen in the kitchen doing dishes with Sprocket towards the end of the special. Here are the scenes that were omitted in the North American DVD and VHS release. The original opening title Superimposed over a shot of Emily Bear's house. The snowman and Fozzie joke and sing the song Sleigh Ride when hearing Rolf inside playing the piano. The home movie featuring Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy, Fozzie, Gonzo, and Scooter. As babies singing Santa Claus is coming to town with baby Rolf playing a toy piano. The Muppets sing Home for the Holidays. After Miss Piggy's grand belated arrival, then later, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, and I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day during the final medley. A brief shot of Fozzie Bear and Elmo lighting a Christmas tree, and finally, Fozzie tells his mother, Emily Bear, that he is too old to have a stocking hung for him, but then he changes his mind. These scenes were omitted due to music rights. Either way, it's a fun Muppet Christmas special. Well, our next question is from Linda in Minnesota, and she writes, Aaron in the D-Team, I always loved the Disney records as a child and played them for my kids as well. The one singer that appears on almost everything, who was he and does he do anything now? Does he still make music? I'd like to hear what happened to the man singing with all our favorite characters. I believe you're asking about Larry Gross. Larry Gross, born April 22, 1948, is an American singer, songwriter, and radio host. Since 1983, Gross has served as the host and artistic director of Mountain Stage, a two-hour live music program produced by West Virginia Public Radio and distributed by NPR. He first entered the national spotlight in 1976, when his novelty song, Junk Food Junkie, became a top 10 hit. After that, Gross's voice became well-known by children and parents alike as a result of his platinum recordings of classic children's songs for Walt Disney Records' Children's Favorites four-volume series, volume 1 in 1979, volume 2 in 1979, Volume 3 in 1986, and Volume 4 in 1990. Between 1979 and 1990, Gross appeared on nine Disney albums, six of which were Certified Gold and two Platinum. His first Disney recording, Winnie the Pooh for President, was nominated for a Grammy in the category of Best Recording for Children in 1976 and Disney's Children's Favorites Volumes 1-4 remain in print and continue to sell. In 1983, Gross co-founded Mountain Stage, a two-hour live music program produced by West Virginia Public Radio and distributed nationally and internationally by NPR and Voice of America's Satellite Radio Service. He has served as a host and artistic director for every broadcast to date and his musical taste have been instrumental in defining the sound of the show. Now that is one heck of a run on his radio show. Well, our final question this week is from Reggie Apscar of Colorado, and he writes, Aaron, I know there are many Disney TV specials over the years. I think I recall one where they featured ice skaters. I can't find anything on it, so I'm not sure what to use to search it anymore. If you know what I'm talking about, when did it air? Can I find it anywhere streaming? Thanks. Well, I think you're referring to Disney's Christmas Fantasy on Ice. It first aired December 19th, 1992. At Disneyland, Uncle Brawny tells his niece Alice a story in which Disney characters ask Jack Frost to make it snow. He needs a six-sided snowflake. The Disney characters visit famous figure skaters to help craft it. The special had Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, Pluto, Roger Rabbit, Chippendale, Belle, Beast, Snow White, and Dopey. It includes the figure skaters Nancy Kerrigan, Kurt Browning, Peter and Kitty Carruthers, Ekaterina Gordiva, and Sergia Grinkoff, Katarina Witt, Brian Botano and Scott Hamilton. An interesting fact when the special re aired in 1994, the archive footage of Scott Hamilton from Disney Christmas on Ice, which aired in 1990, was inserted, and some scenes from the original airing, including the scene of Brian Botano skating alongside Katarina Witt in the Beauty and the Beast segment, had to be cut due to time constraints. It's available to watch on YouTube. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless. Imagination has no age. And dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads, and Merry Christmas.
13: Tonight, A Little Girl's Wish leads your favorite Disney friends on a journey through magical lands of fantasy and ice. Starring the world's greatest Olympic ice skaters, including Brian Boitano, Katarina Vick, Nancy Kerrigan, Scott Hamilton, and many more. It's all part of Disney's Christmas Fantasy
3: on Ice. In tonight's Christmas show, we celebrate
6: the holiday season with some of your favorite Olympic ice skating stars. (laughs) Hello, I'm Michael Eisner, head of the Walt Disney Company. During the holiday seasons here in Southern California, we don't get much ice or snow. Nope. So instead of ice skating, we're into rollerblading. It's a great way to get around the lot here at the Disney Studios. Gee, Michael, can you rollerblade? Well, Mickey, just a little. Oh, well, could you show us? Well...
14: I I'll give it a try.
5: Whoa!
14: Sunglasses oh. out here, They're Set.
5: <laughs> what a dude.
12: Okay.
14: I'm off.
5: Bye! So long! Be uh, careful, Michael! Yeah! Oh! Minnie, uh, I hope he doesn't fall. Oh, can we say that. Yeah. Oh, no! Not the triple spin! Oh! Gosh! Oh, my! <laughs> <was> pretty good <laughs> for an old guy! <laughs> oh, Michael! <laughs> you were great! <laughs>
3: Well,
14: you know, Minnie, I'm a little out of practice. Yeah, sure. Right. Right. Enjoy tonight's show. Gosh. <laughs> Walt
15: Disney presents Disney's Christmas Fantasy on Ice.
13: Starring Olympic gold medalist Brian Boitano and three-time world champion Kurt Browning, silver medalist Peter and Kenny Carabriens, gold medalist Gordiva and Grinkov, gold medalist Scott Hamilton, bronze medalist Nancy Kerrigan, gold medalist Katarina. Vidic, Also starring Bronson Pinto, and your favorite Disney friends.
9: Hey D-Heads, it's been a while since I've been here. I've been so sick the past couple of weeks. But the good news is, I'm back to bring you the latest in this week's Disney Parks and 5. Starting off in Walt Disney World, the holiday celebrations are in full swing at the Walt Disney World Resort. Cinderella Castle is decked out in beautiful lights to make it look like a magnificent winter wonderland. The Twilight Zone Tower of Terror projection show is wowing audiences walking down Sunset Boulevard. Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party is a hit, and so much more. You don't want to miss the holiday decorations, shows, lights, parades, food, parties, and celebrations this year. Members of the Disney Vacation Club will get a rare opportunity to meet Disney legend Kurt Russell at Epcot on December 10th from noon to 1.30 in the East Hall of the World Showcase Pavilion. The now iconic star of the silver screen landed his first Disney role at age 15, appearing in the 1966 film Follow Me Boys. Walt took an instant liking to Kurt and signed him to a studio contract that would see the young actor appear in a dozen Disney features after Walt's passing. From the barefoot executive to the one and only, genuine, only original family band, a Sherman Brothers musical on which Kurt would meet the love of his life, Goldie Hawn, and so much more. Russell's intimate afternoon with just 60 members at Epcot will begin with an approximately 45-minute onstage conversation about his Disney filmmaking and winemaking career, during which attendees will taste the two varieties of goji wines. I don't know if I said that right at all. There is a price... For members to get in but it is sure to be a once-in-a-lifetime experience did you tune in to the wonderful world of Disney magical holiday celebration on ABC on the night of November 30th if you didn't you sure missed a magical Disney treat hosted by Julianne Huff and Nick Lachey Walt Disney World and the Disneyland Resort kicked off their holiday celebrations with all of us featuring musical performances from so many famous celebrities I believe you can still watch it on the ABC app if you missed it the first time or if you just want to watch it again. Moving on to Disneyland. The Disneyland Resort Holiday Celebration decorations are on full display, covering the entire resort. Stephen Beauty Castle lights up with snowy holiday lights. The Festival of Holiday Celebration is in full swing at Disney's California Adventure Park, which is decked out with new holiday decorations this year. Those guests who love pin trading can now get new Disney character holiday pins when they purchase a Disney holiday gift card from the Disneyland Resort. They are exclusive to the holiday season, so don't miss your chance to get yours today. The Smoke Jumpers Grill in Disney's California Adventure Park, Grizzly Peak area, has cooked up a new food member for guests to enjoy. They offer new vegetarian items such as their barbecue jackfruit sandwich. And they are introducing a brand new signature smoked sauce to go with your traditional burger and fries, and much, much more. Be sure to check it out. Disney just announced the new dining, shopping, and activity areas that are coming to the downtown Disney District in early 2018. They will include the awesome hyper-reality Star Wars Secrets of the Secrets of the Empire experience, a bowling alley, and a brand and brand new stores coming to the D Street. I cannot wait for this new makeover at Downtown Disney. It's going to be so cool. Thank you for listening to Disney Parks and Five with me, Alexa. Let me know your thoughts and experiences on my social medias titled Disney Till You're Dizzy. You can find my YouTube channel, also titled Disney Till You're Dizzy, and find both my books on Amazon titled Disney Till You're Dizzy 1001 Facts, Rumors, and Myths about the Disneyland Resort and Disney Till You're Dizzy 1001 Facts, Rumors, and Myths about Walt Disney World, Volume 1. You can email me your thoughts and questions about the rumored new additions to the parks, rumored removals of attractions, etc. at A-L-E-X-A, that's Alexa, at DisRadio.com. Always remember that there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day, and tune in next time for more Disney Parks and Fun.
2: Will you make when the season is near? Will your dreams be the same as they were last year? Will you ask for a little? Will you ask for a lot? And when you make your list, will there be something you forgot?
6: This is Scott Schwartz. I'm a Christmas story and the toy, and you are listening to Disney on Demand.
8: <laughs> Hi, I'm Jen London. Join my co-host Alan Thicke, Regis Philbin, plus special guest stars for the Walt Disney World Very Merry Christmas Parade live Christmas Day on ABC. Let the dogs out. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it.
15: Hello everyone, this is Dominic, and welcome to another edition of Disney Short Leash. If you're new to this segment, a short leash isn't something that would have kept Frank and Weenie out of traffic and alive. No, the Short Leash is a series of tips for people to get the most out of the Walt Disney World vacation when they are short on time or short on money. With any luck, you may be able to try some of these suggestions and quite possibly do as much, if not more, than someone vacationing with a greater amount of time or a larger budget. Last week, I said we'd take this month and recap how our family planned and executed a short disney trip over christmas week that acted both as a 40th birthday present for my wife and a surprise christmas present for our three kids where last week we covered the thinking behind such a trip as well as the initial planning and cost today we'll cover the first day of the actual trip I'll talk about what we did, why we did it, and after a year of reflection, what would we do differently. As I said last week, we drove down the night of December 28th from Pittsburgh. The kids thought we were heading home to Delaware. Thankfully, they stayed asleep all night. If we had these at rest stop, the triple cocktail of drowsiness, a lack of any perception of the passage of time, and the dubious merits of a public school geographical education kept our secret safe. Why they were in the car for so long was much easier to explain than the flimsy reasons we gave them for why they needed eight pairs of clothes for three days at Grandma's. By the time we reached the Florida State Line, the sun was up and we were going to need to make their bladder gladder at the Welcome Center. And thanks to a giant Mickey advertisement, a life-size Harry Potter car out and a welcome to Florida billboard there was going to be no hiding the fact that we're a thousand miles off course and we're in fact not heading for the home of tax-free shopping so on the road prior to hitting the welcome center is where we unveiled the big surprise each child got a small tin box with a Disney ticket in it which they couldn't open because they were still wearing gloves also I was driving so I missed their faces as they finally got the box open so in hindsight I would have first stopped the car then given them their ticket present now, maybe I'm a bit preconditioned from all those Disney commercials with the stage family surprising their kids with a trip. You know, the ones where the family is by a Christmas tree or an airport or something. There's a shaky but not too shaky dad POV shot from the alleged home video camera whose picture quality would rival that of an IMAX. They announce off screen, surprise kids, we're going to Disney World! And the children scream with joy. They jump up in the air and literally explode into glitter fragments of unconditional love that rain down upon their parents washing away the need for years of future therapy. Yeah, that didn't happen. You see, they had just woken up after sleeping on top of one another in an SUV for 18 hours. It took them time to process what was happening. We really had to kind of explain it all to them. It was a real slow burn, but eventually they got excited once they became fully conscious and coherent. In reflection, now a year removed, I realized as parents we have now painted ourselves into a corner. What happens this time when we actually just drive home from Grandma's? I mean, the best I could do this year is wake them up in front of a Chuck E. Cheese or a McDonald's Playland and see if I could sell that. Anyway, after a little driving, we changed checked into our Never Gonna Stay There Again hotel, which will serve you a free breakfast at lunchtime if you pay them more. We dropped off our stuff and headed out the door. It was noonish or so, so we began our hobo day. A common short leash theme is to get the most you can out of your park ticket. I priced out an identical trip for this year and found out that the total ticket cost to be around $1,445. That breaks down to a park cost of about $32.13 an hour. By getting into the parks at 1 p.m. or so, we lost about $130 $30 in park time. So instead of that we don't buy tickets and we go free range. We park at the transportation and ticket center There are others and cheaper places to park But it's essential and easy to get back to location no matter what time of day and no matter where we would be So that's what we did. We hopped the monorail towards Epcot And this is one of my favorite loops where the monorail at the Magic Kingdom leaves you lock outside the gates teasing you The Epcot loop takes you inside the park and around future world. It's like you hopped on a train from the future and traveled into a, not the, Tomorrowland. My wife was looking out the window to scout the crowds because Epcot was going to be our destination the next day. After our loop around Epcot, we hopped onto the resort monorail to see the decorations at the Polynesian Resort. They had a small convenience store that we took advantage of later to make breakfast and lunch for the rest of the trip. And while we were there, a large Hitchcockian murder of crows pooped on my wife, which actually came in handy later. We hopped onto the monorail again to go to the Grand Floridian, which was home to our honeymoon almost 18 years earlier. There we were able to change a dinner reservation without the cancellation fee. Helpful hint, Disney will go that extra mile for you if something poops on you at the resorts. We're actually there to see a humongous gingerbread display and listen to the orchestra. My wife, a concert violin and violist, was extremely excited until a bunch of old jazz dudes showed up because their version of an orchestra differs a little from hers. We wanted to see the Christmas tree trail at Disney Springs, so we got on the bus. And this is the ride I talked about on an earlier segment, where a guy kindly gave up his seat for my wife, only to stand towards her crotch first while whistling. Despite the trip with the crotch whistler, Disney Springs is gorgeous and all decorated for the holidays. We walked around the tree trail, which had Christmas trees themed decorated to Disney movie favorites. We caught their tree lighting ceremony, a goofy dressed as Santa, giant toy soldiers on stilts, and listen to cast members in caroling quartets. For food, we hit a poutine station for a snack and Splitsville for dinner, which turned out to be an unexpected surprise. It was a fun place with a varied menu. I think we got everything from pasta to sushi. Bowling alley sushi? Actually better than you'd imagine. By this time, it was pushing 10.30 and the kids were falling asleep in their food, so it was back to the Poly for the aforementioned groceries, and then we went back to the hotel. And there you have it, folks. Day one of our surprise holiday trip, because filling the whole day with Disney fun, and not even having a ticket, well that's short leash people I hope you enjoyed the tip I do have an official Diz Radio email so I'd love to hear from you with a hi, some questions, suggestions or even your own short leash tips at Dominic at that's D-O-M-E-N-I-C at DizRadio.com I can also be found on the internet on Twitter at WDWPlanTunes. And you can see our Disney Planning Cartoon show with videos of this very short lease trip I'm talking about right now on YouTube or your favorite podcast apps by searching WDW Plantunes or by visiting Plantoons.com. Well, folks, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening.
0: Start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk.
7: Lights. Camera! Action!
13: How do you do, D-Heads? It's Chaz again, and I'm back this week with another installment of the Hollywood Walk. As we continue this Christmas holiday season and celebration, I hope you spend some time with the ones you love while you enjoy your traditions. This week our guest is the wonderful Irene Bedard, who is well known for her work as Disney's Pocahontas. Irene Bedard was born July 22, 1967 in Anchorage, Alaska. While growing up, her father was politically active in Native American issues. Like her father, her heritage is very important to her. When she started college, she was studying philosophy and physics in Pennsylvania. However, she soon changed her major to theater and transferred to the University of the Arts in Philadelphia. Irene had planned on doing theater and was working in the New York Theater Workshop when she was cast in Disney's Squanto, A Warrior's Tale, as Nakuma. The language used in this film is Micmac, which was originally spoken in Nova Scotia and not in Massachusetts, where this film is set. The next film of note that she worked on with Disney was the role that many of us know her for, Pocahontas in Pocahontas. Not only was she the voice of the character, but she was also the subject for rotoscoping of Pocahontas. Rotoscoping is the process of filming an actor or actress and animating over the top of those filmed scenes. Many of the animators who worked on the project believe it to be one of the hardest films produced by the studio. This is evident by the fact that they began production of the film at the same time they began The Lion King, but was released exactly 364 days later. Irene has gone on to voice Pocahontas for Disney six times between films, TV shows, and video games, with the seventh time expected in the upcoming film Ralph Breaks the Internet Wreck-It Ralph 2 due out in 2018. Of course, Irene hasn't worked exclusively with Disney, but she has done a few other projects with them like voicing the character Carol on Pepper Ann which appeared in season 3, episode 2, Dances with Ignorance. She voiced Carol, a Navajo girl whose family helps to teach Pepper Ann about the Navajo culture after she discovers her father is one-eighth Navajo and goes overboard on stereotypes. She also voiced the Forest Ranger on an episode of Playhouse Disney's show Higley Town Heroes. In between these Disney projects she worked on several other films. Interestingly enough, Ten years after she voiced Pocahontas, she played Pocahontas' mother in the film The New World, where she was reunited in cast with Christian Bale, who played John Rolfe in this film, but had voiced Thomas in Pocahontas. Though it may seem like Irene has largely played roles centering around Pocahontas, that is really just a small part of her resume. She has well over 50 acting credits to her name, ranging from voices in cartoons to acting roles in films, TV shows, and shorts. Not only is she a prolific actress, but she is also a supporter of Give Kids the World Village. Give Kids the World Village is an 84-acre, non-profit, storybook resort in Central Florida. Children with life-threatening illnesses and their families are treated to week-long, cost-free vacations, complete with accommodations, donated attraction tickets, meals, and more. Since 1986, Give Kids the World Village has welcomed more than 154,000 families. For more information, please visit givekidstheworld.org. Well, that's all I have for this week. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns about the Hollywood Walk, I do have a Diz Radio email where I can be reached, and that is chaz at disradio.com, spelled C-H-A-Z at dizradio.com. And coming up after this, Jonathan with Irene. So until next time, don't just fly, soar. The grand prize was... oh, oh, oh. Cool. And their dealings
6: were... With... Envelope to Davis right down
5: that
16: Hello, my name is Irene Bedard, and this is the original site of historic Jamestown, Virginia. Pocahontas was born near here 400 years ago. She was the daughter of the chief of a group of American Indian tribes called the Powhatans. Her real name was Matawaka, but she was always referred to by her nickname. Pocahontas, which meant little mischief. Now the thrilling events of her life have inspired Walt Disney Pictures to create their 33rd animated feature, a tale of passion and prejudice, of love and hope, the story of one of the great American heroines, the story of Pocahontas. Based on the fable and folklore that surrounds her story, Disney's Pocahontas features the voice talents of Mel Gibson as heroic Captain John Smith, David Ogden Stiers as greedy Governor Ratcliffe, Russell Means as Pocahontas' wise and loving father, Chief Powhatan, Academy Award winner Linda Hunt as the mystical Grandmother Willow, and Broadway star Judy Kuhn as the singing voice of Pocahontas. Academy Award-winning composer Alan Menken and Tony Award-winning lyricist Stephen Schwartz have created seven new songs for the film. I am the voice of Pocahontas in the film, and I'm also your guide for this behind-the-scenes adventure into the making of a Disney animated feature. You are about to meet the artists, animators, and the creative talents who have joined forces to bring one of our country's earliest and most exciting romantic adventures to the screen.
0: It's time for this week's
1: Disney on Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show. Everybody loves princesses. You love the Disney princesses. You pass them on to your daughters, your families, you're watching all these films. And Thanksgiving was right in the wings. And with us here this week is somebody that's no stranger to anything that involves uh, friendships, partnerships, and of course, showing people the right path and the right way. We have none other than Irene Bedard here. You know her as Pocahontas. She's also from Squanto Warrior's Tale, currently The Mist, and so much more. Welcome to Diz Radio.
4: Thank you. How are you doing today?
1: It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, your resume is always one that impresses because so many different things that you've been part of have been passed on to generations. And with that, I guess jumping right into it, the one question everybody knows I'm going to ask is what led you down this road as a career in doing voice work, on screen, you name it? What made you want to become an actress? Wow, well, um
4: basically, I've always done it. It's something uh when I was uh little or I should say um <laughs> by growing up in Alaska, I was the oldest child and the oldest grandchild, and I, that meant that I had a lot of littler ones than I hanging around, and I just loved being able to um t- read stories to little kids and 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 then it went from there where I started writing plays and we you know that way i could make sure everybody was in the in the right area and doing the right <laughs> things and and you know get playing some something fun and and that it just sort of grew into um doing theater in junior high and high school and and the anchorage civic opera and the, the swing choir i got to go to europe with, with the, my high school swing choir um and, and then i uh well, I went to university uh, initially for physics and philosophy, but I realized by second semester that I was in the children's theater ensemble and the vocal jazz ensemble and that, you know, maybe I needed to follow my heart and and uh, I applied at the University of the Arts and and was able to uh, get my bachelor of fine arts in theater. And then moved to New York City, and and with um, some other Native American actors out of out of the American Indian Community House, we started a Native American theater ensemble and wrote our own original pieces. And uh, my agent Ricky Olshan, who I've been with for quite a long time now, um, came to see one of the performances that I was in and and signed me on. And the very next day, I'm going out and auditioning and. And, uh, I, my very first film was Squanto A Warrior's Tale. So it was something that I always did, but never thought, um, I guess, never, it, it was my, it was my ideal to, to be able to do theater. And it was my ideal to really, you know, be a storyteller. And I still think of myself as a storyteller. And that's really, um, as a matter of fact, I've made a, um, I guess, a, a mission and vision statement for the, the next 20 years of my life, and, and, I, and that is the healing through the power and art of storytelling. So whether it's on film or television or stage or, or actually writing or, or um, you know, I think we, we need to tell good stories to each other, and, and I think we need to reach out to each other, and I think storytelling is, is one of those ways that we can reach people of all ages And it's just something that I love to do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, definitely. And like you said, it is one of those, you know, telling stories and telling different things. That's ways to engage people and teach them things, whether that's history or fantasy or you name it. And that's going to lead us to, like you said, you were in Squanto Warrior's Tale, fantastic, fantastic film. But also Pocahontas and being involved with that film, which was, you know, loosely based off real historical uh, events, as well as it was a great success for Disney. And of course, you know, introducing this whole new range of uh, Disney princesses to the, uh, I guess, the ensemble, because she is the uh, one of the only Disney princesses to be loosely based off of somebody historical. How did you get involved with uh, with this film? And what were your initial thoughts when you read the script?
4: Well, and so I was um, filming Squanto Warrior's Tale, and was supposed to uh, leave from there and uh, film uh, another project that um, TNT was doing, Jane Fonda producing, um, and we did go a little over schedule. So, unfortunately, I wasn't able to to uh, being under contract with Squanto. So I. Um, uh, was that one of their next projects came up, and that was Lakota Woman Siege at Wounded Knee, and I had the chance when I finished that to go and screen test for it. And while I was there screen testing, um, the casting director and also one of the producers of, of uh, Lakota Woman, Hene Gigama, was also working with um, Disney on with on Pocahontas, and so I. I it's only speculation here, but I, I think you know that there there might have been some recommendations going on.
5: <laughs> and
4: and uh, I I went and and um, met with the, them in New York, and we had such a great time. I mean, it was just really like I you know I always feel when I get to do animation that it's like my real time to just be a big kid, and I love being around animators. Um, and because basically they are just a bunch of big kids <laughs> and and voiceover actors as well and all the chances that I've had to do that. It's it's just so much fun and so much about your imagination. And, you know, by the end of the audition, we were just running around giving each other hugs, and I, I, I walked out of there thinking, hmm, you know, I, I think I might have – you know, done pretty well for them. And and then I went straight from there to go start filming Dakota Women out in South Dakota, and that's when I got the news that I did get it. And we did our very first re- scratch track recording sessions, uh, you know, via ISC in line over the phone, basically, um, uh, from somebody's basement studio. Somewhere there in South Dakota, and I just you know really appreciated for me um, in the in the time when I was growing up, every Sunday night there was you know a Disney Sunday special, and um, every. Every Sunday you got to, you see that, that Tinkerbell running, you know, flying across the, the castle in the background and, and it just has that sense of magic for me and I, I just, I knew when I took the project on that, you know, it's, it's a legacy. It's Disney is, is, has its legacy and, and it is, has been shown to me now that those who were little when Pocahontas came out are now grown-ups and having their own kids and um and you know I just love the fact that you know although they may be grown-ups and I get a chance to go out and meet fans and I just all, all of a sudden they turn into little kids again and and I love that about Disney I mean I think it really is about our heart of of our true imagination and our true our true sense of of you know, childlike, you know, understanding of the beauty of life, and and you know, it's it's just highly inspiring to a lot of people. It's and just as it was for me, so I I really appreciate being a part of Disney legacy. You know.
1: Well, definitely. And like you said, it is one of those things where once you are part of a Disney movie, it's part of this legacy that gets passed on to generations forever. And of course, you know, when you finally saw that final film, were you taken back? uh, You know, I guess, did you lose yourself in the character or were you self-critiquing your voice work during the film?
4: Well, we did recording sessions for the initial film, uh, probably every 68 weeks over a period of about two and a half years. And I would. Really appreciated just how we, you know, there was the 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 expanse of the story, and then we'd go back and we'd kind of rework, discuss and talk about lots of things, and then, and then you know, six to eight weeks later, I'd come back and they had would have reworked a whole scene and and um, or or maybe even a whole storyline, so that ultimately by, you know, the end of my recording session time. I, I guess Pocahontas had said way I believe it was way or it was either path or way like they just felt like one too many times so all, I think all I did was change the word path to way basically <laughs> in this one, one, one line recording session um, so it was a whole kind of learning curve and learning experience for me over that, you know, two year period of working with them, um, and getting to go out to the Disney studios and do recording sessions there. And, and, um, and I don't know that a lot of people know, but we are in a recording studio all by ourselves with, you know, with uh, the directors and producers behind this, you know, glass with all these buttons looking like, you know, the, starship crew (laughs) you know (laughs) and um and and so it is all about your imagination you're you're not playing off of anyone else you're just reading um reading their lines in between and and giving them you know as many different kind of reads of it as you can and and um and when and is of course eric and their mike that they just they both would know right away that's it that's the one. So, you know, I got to learn so much on that and uh, I, you know, from there, I just love doing animation and will hopefully continue to get the chance to do it.
1: Well, and like you said, too, it's one of those where it was a learning curve. And, of course, you know, it turned out to be this fantastic film so much. So, of course, you know, they went on to create a sequel and so many other things. And you're always, you know, I guess reprising the role of, you know, being Pocahontas. You are Pocahontas, I guess, with that. Uh, what is it like every time you go back now? Have you kind of grown with this character, too, where you feel like, all right, this this is the Disney princess that I have become? <laughs>
4: Yes, and I actually, because as you mentioned, I I do a lot of other work. You know, I do a lot of film and television, and um, and I and I have had people ask, including you know close friends, don't because don't you get tired of like being Pocahontas and or people like you know kind of pointing to that as as you know of your of your body of work that, you know, that, that, and I'm like, no, it's, it's, it's like getting to be Santa Claus your whole life. Like who could be, (laughs) who could, who could ever have a problem with that? You know, it's just for me, um, it's, it's just a, a life of, of magical, magical being, you know, getting to have a time where, where, um, I get to go and, and, whether it's Disney World or Disneyland and, and feel like, feel like a true princess. We were, we were just at D23 and, and I did. I, I felt like, I felt like a princess. It was, it was absolutely true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well and with that too you know when you are out and about you know going to either any of the parks or just out at the store things like that when you see pocahontas merchandise anywhere or clothing or kids wearing it do you feel that personal connection to everything this kind of unheard bond because of you know creating and bringing this character to life
4: yes definitely and you know right now pops are super popular These little pop dolls They're and they're everywhere and and i get to uh I get to, you know, see those, those little cute faces popping out and people coming up and asking if I can, um, you know, at various events and asking if I can autograph it for them and, and I, and, you know, for their, for their grown, you know, self or for their, you know, their kids, it, it's just, you know, it's, it's multi-generational and it's that multi-generational kind of feel of, of, uh, bringing a little more, I light I guess to the world it's just a little more fun and and toys are all, always great and and even just the um the the different kind of uh, I see a lot of uh in my social media a lot of artists who who work diligently to to learn how to draw Pocahontas or um, or paint them in different ways, and and so I see that it that it inspires people, and that's amazing.
1: Well, definitely, you know, and Pocahontas is one of those princesses that really embraces the open up your eyes to everybody, you know, one another, be kind, you know, listen to the earth, and so many different things. And with that, too, of course, you know, whether listening to the earth or inside of computers, you have Wreck It Ralph 2. Ralph breaks the internet is coming out, and uh, is Pocahontas gonna? I know you can't say too much. But is Pocahontas going to make an appearance in that?
4: Oh, Yes, oh yes! <laughs> 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 I'm really, really excited about Wreck-It uh, Ralph too, and I'll tell you, um, I was out speaking in um, in front of some high school students, um, and uh, with with another Native American friend of mine, and and we were just talking about a, a lot of the you know, the things that are happening in the world today with these high school students, and then they were asked, you know, they were asked to ask if they had any questions by their teachers, and one of the um, students raised their hand and said, so what do you have coming up? And, you know, I I listed, like you said, the mist, and and then I said, and also Wreck-It-Ralph 2, and the whole audience went, (laughs)
5: "Ooh!"
4: So, the the whole you know everyone's super excited about it and, and um and I love Wreck-It Ralph and I just I just am so so excited about it coming out next year
1: definitely well and like you said too you know everybody's excited for these and it can and it continues to bring that that legacy of Pocahontas uh you know to life still within you know the Disney franchises and so much more of course but you also mentioned the small screen and the mist and the mist is a fantastic series you know I mean definitely a different realm from going to being a princess and telling everybody how to work together to you know something a little bit uh, a little more suspenseful a little bit darker what is it like changing uh, gears completely being on screen and working with something with a little bit of a darker nature.
4: Well, and it's it's really, the, and I'll, I will tell you just in the beginning, a lot of my friends when I told them that I was you know be, beginning to start on on the Stephen King series, The Mist, and and um, they all all asked me, Irene, how are you doing this? You can't even watch horror. <laughs> well, <laughs> again, it's a, a lot of it is in your imagination. But also, my character was the protector of women and children. So, you know, to me, it's still just it's another it's another phase of of portraying a strong Native American woman. You know, and and another another way to do that. So, to be to be in that place um, can, you know, and and. To make those switches are not as big as I think we often think they could be. Um, I think even just with, with with Pocahontas, I mean, the the crux of the story being that when you know when as a as a young woman, a very young woman, um, she threw herself upon you know a, someone who was different than her and stopped a war from happening. Um, that in itself is pretty scary to think of. I mean, I have a 14-year-old, and to to think that you know this young woman actually did this, you know, yeah, that's that would that would scare me as a mother. So it's, it's <laughs> you you throw yourself into you know whatever the heart of the story is, and with all your heart, you 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 know, you pay respect and honor to this character so I don't, it doesn't feel that different to me um, whatever the story may or may not be um, it, 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 I always take this tool which is you know, myself into the process and come out of the other side learning more and and having had a, a richer experience in my own life so I always appreciate the opportunity to be able to look at different facets of what it means to be a human being.
1: Well, definitely. You know, and being part of so many different things like Lakota and Squanto and Pocahontas and so much more. You know, we know you're busy, of course. But if they were to ask you to play Pocahontas till, you know, who knows when, are you always going to come back and want to be Pocahontas?
4: Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Right now, I just was asked to be special consul to the, um, to the United Nations for the Cities of Peace. Um, and I'm right now working on writing a peace treaty. Um, and to me, that goes back to even Squanto and, and even to, well, and actually my name, Irene, means peace. But, um, it was, if you look in, in, into the history of Pocahontas. Um, it is referred to often as the piece of Pocahontas. And so, to me, it's almost a way to inform reality and, in, you know, reality informing in fiction, fiction informing reality kind of, um, it's it's uh, it's a path that I've been on, I guess.
1: Like I mentioned, I know you're busy. So many different things. I guess in the horizon, you know, do you have anything currently that we're going to be able to see you in, hear you in, or are we just going to have to keep our eyes and ears open?
4: I do have a couple of projects that are um, that I, I just uh, finished a film called Bygone, and um, and I have a couple of projects that are coming up in this within the next five six months. So um i'm looking forward to being able to make those announcements when they do come but
1: (laughs) yeah well i guess in closing here for all fans of irene fans of all the characters you portrayed whether that was from all the different projects you've been part of people you've inspired over the years fans that you've encountered at conventions you name it is there any final words you'd like to leave out there for all of our listeners tuning in and fans of yours
4: you know we are so much more alike than we are different and, and um, I think it's really important at this time, and you know, in this this life that we're living with seven and a half billion people on the planet, that we remember that we do have neighbors and friends and family, and that we are. Um, it's important to build bridges to the other. That we are all connected, and and we all have the capacity to 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 do this, you know, to do this in a, in a peaceful, positive, amazing way. And I only really ever want to, you know, do things in my life as I was taught that, you know, what I do today will affect the next seven generations. And I do have a child and I want, you know, and I say to him is what you're about to do or say going to make this a better place to be or a worse place to be. And, so i can live my life in that way and um, and i think we we all can you know do what we can where we are to make this place a better place to be and 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 that you know it's it's a better place to be each generation seven generations down to come
1: definitely well it was our pleasure having you stop in chat with us take this trip down memory lane into the future and of course you know bringing these characters to life whether that's on screen off screen pocahontas and more inspiring so many different people and carrying on with that disney legacy so it was our pleasure having you stop in irene chat with us and uh, you are always welcome back anytime thank
8: you life is full of sweet surprises Every day's a gift The sun comes up and I can feel it lift my spirit. Fills me up with laughter. Fills me up with song. I look into the eyes of love and know that I belong. Bless us all who gather here. The loving family I hold dear.
10: No place on earth
17: Compares with
10: home And every path will bring me back From where I
8: roam Bless us all That as we live We always comfort and forgive We have so much That we can share With those in need We see around us everywhere Let us always love each other Lead us to the light Let us hear the voice of reason Singing in the night Let us run from anger And catch us us in our dreams and please, yes please, bless Bless us one and all bless us all with playful years with noisy games and joyful tears we reach for you and we stand tall
10: and in our Prayers and dreams, we ask you, bless us all.
8: We reach for you and we stand.
9: My name is Nikki
4: Deloach from the new Mickey Mouse Club, MTV's Awkward, and the Hallmark Channel. And you are listening to Disney On Demand.
3: So many letters this year. Well, let me see here.
6: Dear Santa, my name is Karen and I'm six years old. This year, my family is going to Walt Disney World Resort for Christmas. I was worried you wouldn't find me, even though Daddy says you always know where all the kids are. Can you tell me what Walt Disney World Resort is like at Christmas time? What do Mickey, Goofy, and the rest of the gang do to get ready for the holidays? Do they decorate a big Christmas tree like we do at my house? Do they sing Christmas songs like we do at school? Please write back soon. Your friend, Karen Henderson, Yes,
3: I'll always believe in you. Hmm, let me think. Ah, yes, I know just what to write her. Dearest Karen, it's great to hear that you and your family are going to the Walt Disney World Resort for Christmas. Mrs. Claus and I always make a special visit there on Christmas Day, so don't worry, I'll find you. Karen, you and your family are in for a big treat. My friends there work very hard to get ready for all the Christmas festivities. It all begins at warehouse number nine. You see, Karen, Mickey Mouse and the rest of the gang are in charge of spreading
17: all the Christmas cheer. Hello to all you D heads. Mike here standing in the Magic Kingdom for this week's Walk in Waltz Footprints. Now, while I am local to the Florida parks, we're all going to participate in a big group version of Disney magic. We're all going to close our eyes, unless you're driving. Don't close your eyes if you're driving. But we're all going to close our eyes, and through the use of Disney magic and maybe a little pixie dust, transport ourselves to the West Coast to the original Disneyland Park because this week we're going to talk about a loving tribute that wasn't always a tribute to Walt that can be only found in Disneyland Park and that is the lantern above the Main Street Firehouse. Now, if you've ever been to Disneyland Park, which I have before, it's been many years and I actually have a trip planned here uh, sometime later in 2018 that I'm super excited about to get back and see all the historical parts of Disneyland Park. But if you've ever been to Disneyland Park and if you've ever looked above the firehouse and seen a lantern in the center window above the firehouse, which also happens to serve or served as the Disney family apartment that lantern actually has some significance. See, back in 1950s and 1960s, when, of course, Walt was alive, Walt would visit the parks pretty much on a daily basis. And just like every other job, you never want to get caught by your boss not doing what you're supposed to be doing. So the cast members developed a signal. They called it a Code W. And what this would be is they would light the lantern in the center window and that would tell other cast members, be on your best behavior and make sure you're doing that Disney magic the way you're supposed to because Walt is in the parks. And when, unfortunately and tragically, when Walt passed away in 1966, Disneyland Park decided to turn what was a, you know, be on your best behavior signal to others that Walt did not know about into a loving tribute and in an kind of an eternal flame of Disneyland and have decided to light that lantern and never let it extinguish to this day if the candle once the candle burns down the cast members swap it out for a new one and the flame burns on and every time I go to Disneyland every time I see that lantern I get a little bit choked up because in a way, It's telling us that, even though he's no longer with us, Walt is always in Disneyland Park. So the next time you find yourself on the West Coast and visiting Disneyland, as you're making your way down Main Street, just hang to the left a little bit, stop and take a moment and give a little nod, maybe a little wave, to the lantern in the top of the Main Street firehouse as a tribute and the eternal flame to the man who created all of this magic. Well, thank you guys for joining me this week on Walt's Footprints. And I hope you guys have an awesome and magical holiday season. We are in full swing here in Florida. The guests are starting to pile in. The Christmas trees are up. The lights are all lit. And it's getting to be looking a lot like Christmas around here in the parks. But I hope you guys have a wonderful and magical holiday season. And I will see you next time.
6: Here's another string of lights, Mickey. Say, how about hanging that red ornament over here? Hey, can I hang the silver snowflake in front? It's my favorite. Why, sure, Goofy.
5: Uh We decorate the Christmas tree This time every year We sing along in harmony Glad that we are here
0: forget the presents on the bottle
5: (laughs) (laughs) we decorate the Christmas tree this time every year we sing along in harmony glad that we are here pretty things to hang upon the tree Christmas together round the Christmas tree Are your chills. Oh Christmas tree Oh Christmas tree How lovely are
18: heads it's Frank, bringing you another episode of the Disney Quote of the Week. While we're all in for Christmas now here in Buffalo, New York, shopping's going on, the malls are packed, Christmas dinners are being planned, and of course, snow is on the way. But in my mind, I'm in the 1930s, at a British outpost, getting ready to board a boat operated by the Jungle Navigation Company to go on a Jungle Cruise. Now the Jungle Cruise opened up on October 1st, 1971, the same day the Magic Kingdom opened up to the world. The Disneyland ride was inspired by the Walt Disney-produced True Life Adventures and the movie The African Queen. The Disneyland original lacked the humor of both the current Magic Kingdom and Disneyland attractions. The Jungle Cruise was meant to be a realistic look at the jungles of the world. The humor was added in 1962, and in 1971 at the Magic Kingdom it replicated the Disneyland attraction. Once on the cruise, you'll be on four rivers on four continents and the cruise is truly made by your riverboat skipper. The skipper tells corny jokes throughout the ride, and depending on your skipper's enthusiasm, can make all the difference in your trip. Beginning in 2013 at the Magic Kingdom, the Jungle Cruise received a holiday overlay, known as the Jingle Cruise. The queue has holiday decorations, and the radio in the background is playing holiday music. The riverboats are renamed to incorporate some holiday references. And of course, there are some great holiday jokes told by the skippers, such as, and I quote, I saw a tiger roaming along the beach, and I think it was following us. You know how I can tell? He had sandy claws. Well, that's all the time I have this week, D-heads. Feel free to drop me a line, say hello, give me some suggestions, thoughts. My email, frank at disradio.com. Now, this has been Disney Course of the Week. Have a magical week.
13: This is the Global Broadcasting Service, The Voice of Civilization, serving remote outposts since 1928. And now, a musical
18: interlude for your listening pleasure.
14: From Coney Island to the Sunset Strip, somebody's gonna make a happy trip tonight. While the moon is bright, he's gonna have a bag of crazy toys. To give the cornies up girls and boys so day. Santa comes on day You come a callin' when the snow's the most When all your cats are sleeping warmest toast, and you gonna flip with old Santa Nick. I face a lick on a peppermint stick You come flying from a higher place You build a stocking by the fireplace So you, a you've me It's somebody's gonna make a happy trip tonight While the moon is bright He's gonna have a bag of crazy toys To give the dawnies of girls and boys So dig, Santa comes on big Come to when the snow's the most Cats are sleeping warm as and you turn to flip when the old Saint Nick. Face a lick on the peppermint stick. You come a flying from the higher place. Fill the stockings by the fireplace. So you. Have a use that's good. Have you that's good. Yeah, do cool, yo,
4: you. <laughs> Hi, this is Eve Gordon from Honey We Shrunk Ourselves. And you are listening to Disney on Demand. The
7: grand prize
6: went forth. Two and their dealings with the stressed envelope
7: to Davis and Gert. Right down there. Hi,
5: everybody. Come meet my special Disney friends. We're here. <laughs>
3: Now, only at Hardee's when you buy any sandwich, fries, and Coca-Cola. Get a Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Donald, or Uncle Scrooge stuffed toy for only $1.99. Collect all five. A great gift value for kids of all ages. It's here, all here at Hardee's.
10: And now, a Disney On Demand memory. Hey, D-Heads. I hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday this wonderful time of the season. And so as not only that, enjoy all the fun activities that you're enjoying with your friends and family, like watching Christmas movies, baking cookies, or a peach cobbler, like my favorite since November. And as well, all these wonderful times to enjoy the Christmas lights and other activities you enjoy during, during this season maybe some Christmas peppermint coffee here and there or from a Disney Parks coffee, Jeffrey's favorite coffee blend down there. Mm Mm-mm. I mean that, that hits the nice Disney spot that I'm craving for. Now, and with that in mind, I want to wish our D-Team and Jonathan for doing all these wonderful special events and getting all our celebrities this year. And it's been an up-and-down roller coaster behind the scenes, as uh, we, you may, get, may not know, but Jonathan has day in and day out and even extended hours into the nighttime pushing out our segments to be on time. So you, D-Heads, will enjoy each and every week of all the special events going on at this radio. And with all the new D-head or new D-team that we are added this year, it's been wonderful to hear all their wonderful segments and hearing all the fun tips you can do at Walt Disney World, great foods that you can enjoy during this holiday season at the Disney Parks, and as well wondering what's going to happen at the Disney Parks in the coming years. Looking forward to Star Wars Land, Toy Story Land as well over at Disney Hollywood Studios and so many other new events. With that, as well, enjoying the wonderful parades and sounds and sights over at the Disney Magic Kingdom. Enjoying the Mickey's wonderful celebration there as well to see the snow effect and stuff. So far, we haven't got any snow where I live at, but it's been pretty bitter cold. Not sure where your type of weather has been happening around you, but other areas in our states has been seeing some snowfall as well, so... Yeah, burr. it's cold. <laughs> Enjoy the wonderful time with your friends and family. Be safe and wish you guys a wonderful, blessed new coming new year as well. Well, this is Randy signing out for this Christmas holiday greetings and blessings, and I hope to hear from you guys as well. You can send me an email at randy at I would like to hear what you're going to be doing this holiday season as well. Are you spending time with your friends and family? Are you going out of state to go to a nice warmer climate like uh, down Florida, which you're enjoying wonderful 80 degree weather? Yes, that's a, that's their winter. Uh, <laughs> instead of like 46 degrees or 36 and snow, which is not nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying it's cold And <laughs> as well. Again, I would like to hear your feedback or uh, is there something I missed over the gamings? Is, are you excited for other new Star Wars Battlefront 2 and maybe all the wonderful upgrades that they're doing to the game itself since we get there's a little hiccup in their uh, gaming platform there. But anywho, send me an email at randy at disradio.com. Well, this is Randy signing up for this holiday greeting until then, see you next time.
5: I always think never came,
2: again I cry. on the brink of an iron order, by. Life in the way, all forget to laugh. The ups and downs
5: come and go.
11: This is Jamie and Trisha and welcome to Magical Munchies, the segment on Diz Radio where one of our favorite parts of the holiday season is stuffing our face
19: and stuffing your face with holiday food from Disney makes overeating magical. Jamie, this is my absolute favorite time of year at Walt Disney World. The Christmas trees at the resorts and the restaurant that match the theme, snowing on Main Street, all the twinkling lights everywhere, and of course, all the holiday flavors and smells, mm, hot
11: chocolate, Main Street Bakery, and you know what? Epcot is taking the holidays to a new level with the all new Epcot International Festival of the Holidays. Now this used to be called Holidays Around the World, and this new festival has a lot of those same elements, like the candlelight processional, and holiday illuminations, and the performers sprinkled around World Showcase, but Trisha, they now have the Holiday Kitchen. So basically the holiday version of the food and wine marketplaces.
19: It's combining my two favorite things, the holidays and food. Food. (laughs) Now, I was able to be at holidays around the world last year, and they did have a few food kiosks. But now that it's official festival, the kiosks have their official name, the Holiday Kitchens, and there are more of them. So for 2017, there are 12 holiday kitchens with sweet treats, tipples, and food of the seasons from 12 different countries.
11: And that's a lot of countries. So more eats. And there's so, 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 so many different things to try. So definitely want to make sure you have your comfy waistband waistband pants on. And we could sit here talking about all this food through the 12 days of Christmas. So here's just a little sampling of the many tastes of the holidays.
19: So starting with the Alsace Holiday Kitchen, and it transports you to wintertime in France with a smoked salmon with dill brioche and the very traditional bouche de Noël, which is a chocolate Christmas log. At every festival, France tops the list of icy cocktails, and they do it again at at Festival of the Holidays with the Spiced Rum Punch slash Cocktail. Oh, that sounds so good. And there's
11: the American Holiday Table, and it's like going to Grandma's. So you have turkey with all the trimmings, mashed potatoes, cranberry sauce, and of course, stuffing. You gotta have stuffing. And you gotta have eggnog. So Grandma's doing it right and has eggnog for the grown-ups
19: and for the kiddos. As delicious as the American holiday table in Grandma's house sounds, Jamie, you know I love cheese. And at the Bavaria Holiday Kitchen, there's cheese fondue and spiced wine. Oh, and definitely make time to wander through the Germany
11: Pavilion. There's a glass shop with so many beautiful, delicate ornaments and uh, ways to break stuff if you're not careful. (laughs) If you've had uh, too many spiced wines.
19: And the square, the with the look of Bavaria, it's just dripping in decorations. And it's definitely one of my favorite pavilions to visit this time of year.
11: And you know what? It's time for a little bit of dessert. So I'm going to head to the Cookie Nook Holiday Kitchen, where Mrs. Claus and her elves have been baking up delicious cookies. I think uh, I'll start with a snowflake sugar cookie, and then maybe a ginger snap cookie with cream cheese icing, oh, cheese, and cranberry <laughs> jam. There's also um, a Joy from the World Holiday Double, double brew, that will make you merry. <laughs>
19: better maybe maybe not go back in the Germany uh, a delicate ornament shop after that. <laughs> nope. Alright, Jamie, so guess what's back this year from last year and was also one of your favorite things at Food & Wine? Was it boozy water? Sadly, no, but you can oh. get a coquito, which is a light coconut milk with a rum floater at the Feast of the Three Kings, so this is one of the other holiday kitchens, but it was your mm-hmm. other favorite thing from Food & Wine, the avocado crema. Oh, yes! Oh! Except so this good. time, the crema is going savory, and it's atop a shredded beef tamale. You know what? I would take that crema on top of anything. It's just that good. And the Feast of the Three Kings is definitely worth a visit, even if the food doesn't appeal to you, because the space is colorful and bright, and it has multiple displays that are telling the story of the Three Kings. It's really one of my favorite kitchens to go visit, because it's just the colors, bright purples and blues, and it's just really beautiful space to go visit.
11: So, on top of beautiful spaces, you can also find a unique taste at the Pokaido Holiday Kitchen in Japan. Did you know here you could savor the new year with a celebration of soba, with the choice of shrimp tempura or chicken? Now, Trisha, here's a fun fact for you. Did you know that KFC is a Christmas tradition in Japan?
19: So, KFC, like Kentucky Fried Chicken KFC?
11: Yep. It is so popular in Japan, you actually have to order it weeks in advance.
19: So I'm guessing they don't have KFC at this Holiday Kitchen, but <laughs> no. y- you have to get your Celebration soba Noodles with the chicken in honor of the KFC. Yes. But one <laughs> holiday treat, one holiday favorite you won't have to order weeks in advance is over at the Holiday Sweets and Treats Kitchen, and that's hot chocolate. And so and if you are happen to be wandering around Epcot on a warm day and need to cool off the peppermint sundae, the chocolate ice cream, whipped cream, and crushed candy canes should do the trick.
11: So instead of, you know, using ice cream to cool off, maybe you're looking for a boozy way to do it. And if so, then you should head over to Las Posadas Holiday Kitchen in Mexico because they have a horchata margarita that tastes just like drinking the milk after a bowl of Cinnamon Toast Crunch.
19: And cinnamon is just one of those flavors that just puts me in a festive mood.
11: Oh yeah. And to soak up some of those tasty tipples, there's also the Tostada de Tinga.
19: You can also balance your sweets and drinks at the Shanghai Holiday Kitchen. Jamie and I both so want to visit the Disney parks. It's at the top of our Christmas lists. But a trip to this kitchen is as close as we are going to get for now to visit a Disney park in Asia. They have a Mongolian beef bao bun and pork and veggie egg rolls.
11: I'm so hungry. (laughs) But you know what? I'm going to go buy my holiday (laughs) mappin. So I'm stopping by the Tuscany Holiday Kitchen and slurping down the carbonara pasta with pancetta and creamy Parmesan
19: sauce. And you have the panettone mignon. So the little Italian Christmas cakes. My mm-hmm. favorite pavilion every time of year is Morocco. And so, so excited that new this year is the Tarabaki Holiday Kitchen. And Jamie, you know I love my bubbles. Bubbles and cheese, you knew. <laughs> they go together so well. And they have this gorgeous red Andalusian poinsettia cocktail that has sparkling wine. So it would, be, would have to be a must. And it will be so tasty with the Tremula chicken drum that has cinnamon, apples, almonds, and Brussels sprouts. You know what, you gotta have your greens. Got to, got to get them in there. You got to find a way when you're at Disney because there's not many ways.
11: <laughs> no, you got to, you got to have some balance, you know. But the uh, the Yukon Holiday Kitchen and Canada Popcorn Cart are not where you're going to find any greens, because <laughs> Canada is all about the sweets and drinks during the holidays. There's a chilled Maple Cafe with bourbon cream and a maple bark, and even the salmon has a Crown Royal whiskey glaze.
19: They really know how to do it up north there.
11: (laughs) They totally do.
19: So there you have it, folks. The 12 holiday kitchens at the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays. There are so many ways there to be merry and stuffed. But if that's not enough food, there are also more holiday drinks and treats to be had, like the Crazy Elf Cocktail at the Jeffrey's Coffee Carts.
11: Or if you're looking for something that has a dual purpose and that you can use as a decoration after, you can get the Mickey Ornament sign at Refreshment Cool Post, so grown-ups can fill it with the boozy hot cocoa or a shipyard eggnog porter. And with that, I'm really hungry, so I think I'm going to bake some cookies. I think I'm actually going to go to KFC. (laughs) Well, happy
19: holidays, all of you lovely Diz Radio listeners. We hope you enjoyed our Magical Munchies tour of the Holiday Kitchens at Epcot. And if you're craving more holiday taste from Disney, make sure to check out my new book, Tasting the Magic from A to Z. There is an entire chapter just on the Holiday Kitchens. It totally is, and I read it, and I can honestly say that the book made me super, super hungry.
11: And if you have a Disney or food fan on your shopping list for this holiday season, this book would be the absolute perfect gift for them.
19: So you can find me on Facebook at Author Trisha Dobb, or shoot me an email on my all-new Diz Radio email. Woohoo! And it's Trisha, T-R-I-S-H-A, at DizRadio.com, and that's Diz with a, with a Z. And Jamie has an email, too. I do! My all-new Diz Radio email. So it's jamie,
11: J-A-M-I-E, at disradio.com. And you can also find me on Instagram and join me for uh, Disney Foodie Fridays. And you can find me there at Lilo underscore the Lost Princess. And thank you again, everybody, for joining us. And during this holiday season, don't forget to try everything. All
1: aboard now, it'd be Christmas!
7: Everybody wants to be on Santa's list. Have y'all been good, Jolly Bucky?
5: We gonna make a great big noise, it's Christmas!
18: Disney Blues, Disney On Demand.
9: Whew. I thought you were dead. Uh,
18: uh. With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What?
9: My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Was this baby, we'll never be
3: alive. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother.
1: All right, all of you D heads. So I am back, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It was a lot of fun as we continue on with the holidays, the magic, everything that makes Christmas so special, and the holidays that you celebrate to keep them that extra special. I want to extend a very special thank you once again to Irene for stopping in here, chatting with us, taking that trip down memory lane, playing Pocahontas, creating those memories for so many generations to come, and of course, all of your upcoming projects and so much more. Thank you, Irene, for taking that time, stopping in, and chatting with all of us here at the show to help us celebrate. The holidays, and of course, the spirit of giving. I'd also like to thank the D Team of Aaron, Frank, Dominic, Alexa, Chaz, Trisha, Jamie, Michael, and Randy all for stopping in with their signature segments. Without them, the show would be nothing more than me rambling week in and week out. Remember, you can connect up with the D Team on our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com, just go to the D Team page and email them directly there right away. And finally, all of you D-Heads, thank you. You are the reason we continue to bring you the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney every single week here at the show. You are the reason we are here almost eight years, over 200 shows, and of course celebrating our seventh annual Very Merry Christmas celebration. So thank you, the D-Heads, for making that happen, making the magic, and making us get to where we are today. Now, next week, we continue on with our 7th Annual Very Merry Christmas Celebration. And we have all kinds of fun lined up, and I am excited for next week's guest. But before I clue you in as to who's going to be stopping in, first and foremost, I've got to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. You can always go to our website at DIZradio.com. Yes, DIZradio.com. There you can find our fullest of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, our lifetime of Disney player, and so much more right there on our official website at DIZradio.com. D-I-Z-Radio.com. Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash Diz Radio Show. That's D-I-Z Radio S-H-O-W. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z radio, Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Disney on demand. All of which are gonna help you find our fun, unique, quirky, different, magical, and of course at this time of the year, Christmassy kind of Disney show. And remember, if you want to stay connected instantly, you just can't wait. You need the magic in your ears. You need the festivity. To keep going, it's super easy. All you have to do is go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and subscribe right there. Search Diz Radio, Disney Blue, or Disney On Demand. Hit subscribe and get the latest shows as they get released on your mobile device, your iPhone, your Android, your tablet, the device of your choosing. You can listen to the shows as soon as they get released. And remember, if I'm talking way too fast with all the holiday cheer, all you have to do is go to DizRadio.com, D I Z Radio.com, and there you can find all these links there as well. Now, all of you D-heads, with that out of the way, we are full of Christmas cheer here this week. It has been a lot of fun. It has had a lot of magic. And next week, for show number 203, we are continuing on with our Christmas celebration all month long. And next week, think of somebody that has a dragon for a friend. Maybe not everybody can see that dragon. Think of somebody that has a donkey for sale. Maybe you have that one piece of silver you'd like to buy it from this person that's all I'm gonna give you put it all together see if you can figure out who next week's guest is now as we get ready for next week remember as I always say take time slow down and never neglect family for business you can always make money you can't always make memories so make the magic happen make the memories with your children your family your loved ones your friends make the memories happen it truly is magical and with that all of you D heads to let you go here this week just sit back think of all those days throughout the year Think of all those days that you just have an ordinary day. You're hanging out in your living room. You're watching TV. You have a fireplace going, or maybe just taking a walk and watching the leaves fall. Think about all those people out there during this holiday season that you would love to give those gifts to. So I'm going to leave you with that one. So until next week, all of you D-Heads, Merry Christmas, have a fantastic weekend, and go out and make the memories.
7: If I had my wish this Christmas I'd only want one single thing To find the ones who need it What i take for granted And give good days away like I was sad. To that little girl who's hungry, I'd give November 26th, leftover turkey with the family, oh, my jeans would hardly fit. I'd like to reach around the world this Christmas time and give her one of my extraordinary, ordinary I'd give any given Sunday To people down and out of faith And pray I wouldn't only feel this way in December Cause my year's too full of blessing to remember So to the homeless man who's freezing, I'd give October 29 first fire of the season, my love sitting by my side. I'd like to reach around the world this Christmas time and give him one of my extraordinary, ordinary days. Give that Saturday in May When the neighbors got together For a barbecue and a softball game I'd like to reach around the world This Christmas time And give them one of my Extraordinary, ordinary day